0: So what's your favorite episode of Gilmore Girls?
1: I am not gonna answer
0: that question. You're not gonna answer that question? No. Why not? Ask me a different question. Not really why are you so bent on or like why are you so concerned with Gilmore Girls? I'm not. I just feel like you watch it a lot and I don't watch it a lot. Okay, you have it on in the background a lot. Ask me about I don't anything else. Like when you're cleaning, do you have a specific season that you like to go to?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I always just start it over
0: from the beginning. How many times do you think you've gone through the whole show? Countless times, but it, that's not a fair question either because most of the time it's my like it's my napping show. Oh. Like I put it on when I'm going to take a nap. Do you dream about Gilmore Girls? Did he fall asleep to it? No. Welcome. Welcome to Support for the Following. Thank you so much for giving this a chance. Seriously. Um, I'm giving it a chance. I'm actually recording this. God, I, I, I hate the sound of my voice. Everyone, I mean, that's the hardest part about this. If you've ever done this before... Like you start hearing your own recording of your voice you've heard on the phone or something, and you just you get so annoyed by it. It sounds so weird. But I've wanted to do this for a while. I've gone through a couple different ideas. I've actually made probably like, God, embarrassingly, probably like, I don't know, five episodes or something of different ideas that I just, uh, that didn't work out. We had a, um, my buddy Greg and I had a, an idea where we did, uh, it was called Wiki Wiki What?, and we went and played the Wikipedia game, and we like we live-streamed it, basically. It's where you uh, click on all the blue links um, in Wikipedia between two... Like, you're racing to an article. So, like, you can start with, like, uh, kitty cats, and you're trying to race to, um, I don't know, Czechoslovakia. But you can only get to the article about Czechoslovakia by clicking on all the blue links, and you're, and you're, you're racing your buddy... And uh, so we we did that, and there was drinking involved, and you know we made a fun game, and we'd read random trivia, and yet never never took off, never went anywhere. Uh, then I tried an idea where um, we were doing uh, music reviews, and uh, more of like uh, of our like albums that um, that were really important to us. And so I had Greg guinea pig that one for me as well, and I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Then I decided to try one where there was no structure at all. And I had Greg call in. And uh, we just had like a, a weird phone conversation for an hour. That didn't go anywhere. So this one, this one's going to stick. I'm super pumped about it. This is Support for the Following. It's a show where, really, I just interview my friends about the really cool shit that they're doing. Um, interviews are fun. Like They make you feel important. So that's all I was really trying to do was, was uh, put something together where I had an excuse to, to get behind a microphone and, and record something uh, with my friends, with my, my good buddies. This first episode is uh, kind of a pilot. It's kind of that test run. See, how, see what we like about it, see what we need to change. And uh, just, with the other, just like the other five podcasts or whatever that I tried, Greg graciously volunteered to be the guinea pig again to, to test this out on. So today, for the first episode, we're going to hear Greg and I discuss uh, Greg's latest project idea. The man is full of ideas, full of projects. I mean, when I went over to his house to record this, he, uh, he was repainting all of his dining room furniture. So he's always doing stuff. Um, so we talked about his dad's stuffed pizza recipe and how he wants to... Take it a little farther than the, uh, than the kitchen in his house. He wants to put it in a food truck, maybe, or a restaurant, which I think is really cool that he wants to take his dad's recipe and, um, and do something really cool with it where he, he can share it with so many people. Uh, we had a really great conversation. We came up with some really stellar ideas that um, I'm, I'm super excited to follow up with him on and kind of see where they go. So I want to do this in in, the, in a season format. I want to do about 15 episodes within this first season and then we can um take a break and decide whether this is going to continue or not, whether we whether we have the time to to make this, you know, happen, survive the the busy lifestyle. But I have a lot of names written down. Probably like, uh eh, well, more like like seven or eight of my friends that I that I haven't told yet, but I do want to talk to you guys about some really cool stuff that you're doing. If you know for sure that you want to be on this, if you want to be interviewed on this show, that would be awesome. I would totally enjoy that. So just just contact me. Just let me know and uh, we can set something up. If you know me personally, just shoot me a text message or call me or my wife. But if you don't, you can... Um, I, I actually... Again, I'm taking this seriously. I set up some some social media, some emails to... To get this thing off the ground and easy to um, easy to share and and uh, interact with. So um, I I don't really know how Twitter works very well, but we are on Twitter. It is SFT following. That's our Twitter handle. So I like support for the following, but that was taken by someone else. So um, or it was it was unavailable. So it's SFT following. That's Twitter. On Instagram, uh, it was not taken, so it is just all spelled out. Support for the following. Follow us there. That's the one I use most often in my daily personal life, so I'll probably use that one the most, too. I don't know. Maybe I'll like tweeting. I just feel like Twitter, I'm going to get trapped under the political mess of like the president's tweets and all the bickering around that. But I'm going to try to stay away from that. Uh, and then you can always email me as well. We have an email account it is s f t f podcast show at gmail.com. yeah i i think s f t f podcast is taken i don 't know all these names were taken but i when I checked iTunes and spotify and all the the podcast websites, the name support for the following was not taken so i don't i don't know who else is using it but um, but hey, props to them. They got there first. So the again, the email is sftf podcast show at gmail.com. All right, let's get to it. Here is uh, Greg and I talking for episode one of Support for the Following. Hope you enjoy.
1: I saw this better because. I have you just kind of controlling everything. Yeah. Whereas I can I,
0: <laughs> finally,
1: we have something that I know how to talk about. So,
0: right. I know how to talk about a lot of stuff. Well, that's true, but so where did, where did this idea come from? Cause like we've made pizza a lot, but where did you get this pizza recipe? The
1: recipe is, uh, was my dad's. Um, and I don't know where. If it was, if he just came up with it on his own, he's a pretty creative guy. I could easily see that happening. He used to work in, uh, pizza shops and stuff when he was in college. Okay. So I imagine that a lot of what he knows about pizza making, like obviously came from that. And I think that that got put into this recipe.
0: Wait, he worked in pizza shops? He worked in, in a, he worked
1: in either, it was either high school or college. He worked in a pizza shop. He was a dough maker. And this was in New York? This was
0: in New York. Like New York City, New York? No, no,
1: upstate New York. Hopewell Junction, New York.
0: Wow. So, and like when he made them, was he? He was, wasn't just the waiter. Like he was. He was the.
1: the he was the dough maker. The, like that was his main. He like my dad can actually like knead the dough, get his hands around it. like that Neapolitan style, where you're like getting your hands and you can like work it with the knuckles and flip it. He can do all of and that. Was
0: Was this Neapolitan style pizza? Yeah, that he was this making? was
1: Neapolitan style pizza.
0: So, because the recipe yeah. that you have is a stuffed pizza, which okay, so uh, explain that. Like we we were at a. Um, we had at a fancy football draft party this past weekend yep. and you broke out this pizza that you had just made. And we got into this debate about what a stuffed pizza is compared to like a, you know, like a Chicago deep dish or like a Detroit pizza right. or like, you know, all these. So explain it for us. So,
1: I mean, the deep dish pizza is in itself just going to have, there's more dough to it and it's going to fill a, like that whole bottom layer of the pan. And then you're going to pile a ton of toppings on top of that. Whereas mine, and I have always called it a deep dish pizza, but after talking uh, at this fantasy draft and kind of talking it, I was like, you know what? It really is more of a stuffed pizza, and I think I like it better that way. I like referring to it and thinking about it as a stuffed pizza. But anyways, the stuffed pizza is, the dough is going to be rolled out a lot thinner, but we're going to fill it and stuff it like a pie. So just like you would make an apple pie and have... You know, your layer of crust, your filling, and then crust on top. My pie is the same way. So it's, it's in the truest sense, a pizza pie.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Cause so it's, it's different than the, than the Chicago deep dish because the, the Chicago deep dish doesn't have that, that dough layer going on the top of it. No. It's just the, the filling and the sauce is still on top. Just like a Detroit pizza or a Chicago pizza, right? the sauce is on top. But for you, the sauce is on top of the actual, like, dough crust.
1: Yes. gotcha. Kind of, I mean, yeah. So, so then again, it you, like you said, said he was delays. making
0: Neapolitan-style pizza, but... Um,
1: well, I just... I think that... So he worked in a pizza shop. He was making dough. Like, so that at least was... That was the grounds for how he was able to put this recipe together. Okay. Gotcha. Like, he had... That was his his training for lack of a better term in pizza making and right. i think that it got put into
0: this so so it's interesting cuz like um you know dough the the, the pizza dough itself is the most, arguably the most important part of the pizza. It's what makes it different from everything else.
1: Absolutely. Well,
0: it's funny that you that you, you said about New York too. You probably heard the the famous saying that like especially with Neapolitan style pizza that like it's all about the water in New York. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it the best pizza crust in the world is the fact that the water from New York is a very unique um type of water that allows it to be really crispy. And I was actually reading this book um it's called The Food Lab And in the food lab, the author opens up the, the idea of his whole book, which is, he's going to apply food science to all these different famous recipes. And he, he wants to explain how he does the science. And so he uses that as an example, which is, I want to test to see if the water in New York is actually what makes the crust super crispy. So his theory or his, his hypothesis for this experiment was that it was the mineral density of the water. How much, how much minerals were in it? So he did, um, So he basically took six to seven different types of waters ranging in different mineral content, starting with like really, really pure water um, to tap water, but also to like Evian, which is like the really mineral dense water that you can buy. And he had these, this pizza guy in New York make six identical pizzas and kept every other variable, the exact same. And then afterwards, and he talks about the bias that goes into, you know, the timing of eating the pizza and he goes into all the different variables that can impact how you interpret that crust and they try to control it as much as possible. And he actually found out that, the mineral density has nothing to do with the crispiness of the pizza but more I'm not so, surprised
1: by that because the water in New York's not that great so they were saying that the tap
0: water they were saying like the mineral content of it had it to do with that and um but what he but he did show what the experiment did show was that the overall rating of the crust was correlated with the crins- the the crispiness and the chewiness of the the balance of that. So it wasn't they still don't know exactly what makes what caused that, it but, but they know that they're they know that they're linked to taste. Crisp and crunch. Absolutely. Yeah. Or to to your overall interpretation yeah. of it. So like with the with the stuff crust though, it's not it's not neapolitan style. It's not though.
1: neapolitan, no. And it's it's certainly not. I mean, it'll get crispy on its outside layer, but I wouldn't say there's much of a crust. It's a, it's kind of a soft, doughy crust. And and that to me is the best part because I like it when like the filling gets mixed in there and you get this really soft dough with a little bit of filling on the inside of like that crispy uh exterior crust. Um, oh yeah. So it no, it's not a traditional neapolitan pizza at all. It's not going to it's not chewy. Like that Neapol, you have to like really kind of yeah. tear off a piece a little bit. It's got that chewiness to it, and uh, you don't get that with the with my deep dish crust.
0: So the 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 pizza that you let me try at this this same party was what what was in it? I'm trying to remember what was in it. So
1: this one was stuffed with artichoke, spinach, onion, bacon, and of course mozzarella cheese, the glue that holds everything wonderful together. And then on top of it, it had, of course, the sauce. And then it also had uh, goat cheese and figs. Wow. And that is one that I came up with later on. So my dad's original recipe is uh, stuffed with sausage, mushroom, spinach, onion, mozzarella cheese. And there's nothing on top. He just has the sauce on top. And right. it's and it's wonderful. I mean, it stands alone, but it's and I was, you know, I was like, well, what? How can I improve
0: upon this? Right. So, so, you, what do you want to do with it? I mean, you talked about improving on it. So, what do you what do you want to do with this pizza?
1: Uh, I mean, right now, I'm just trying to come up with as many different like unique flavor combinations and recipes as I can. Um, but
0: do you have like a? Do you want to open up a restaurant? Or yes. Like, Ultimate, what's your goal.
1: Ultimately, one day. I would love to see this pizza in a restaurant. And I don't think like a big fancy restaurant is necessary. I would be really happy if like it was just a hole in the wall. Like as you're like going down the street, like just a small little building, kind of like an old, like that old school Italian cafe, pizza cafe that you might find in the city. Very small, very simple because uh, you don't need a ton of space. Um, you don't
0: need a lot of space to make these pizzas? You
1: don't you don't need a lot of space to ne- make these pizzas. Like you you need a section in your kitchen for dough, a section for toppings, and a and a good oven. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is instead of doing the big deep dish pan, because if you ever go to like a Gino's pizza or something like that, you're waiting forty five minutes to an hour for your pizza to be ready and completely worth the wait, but I think It would be a lot more, I think people would get a lot more into it if, of course, it got to them quicker. So I've seen these smaller deep dish pans. It's like a mini deep dish pan. And it's basically, it would be enough for two people to split or one very hungry person. And so if you made it, if you made all of them personal pans, that you could, you could just pump them out a lot faster.
0: What's the, what's the total baking time?
1: For this, for mine in a full-size pan is, roughly
0: 40 minutes. Have you experimented with the personal size pans yet? I have not gotten no. to start experimenting with that yet. It'd be interesting to see if that if that time I really think, does change. I
1: think it's going to cut it down by about 15 minutes.
0: So you ultimately want these pizzas to end up in a restaurant. You, is this going to be your restaurant? Is this something that you are kind of like slowly and surely like working towards? Is this being like a major like retirement goal or even closer to that?
1: Um, no, it's not a retirement goal. I'd like to see it happen before I retire. If I've, I've actually been talking to my brother, went to school for business, and so he's pretty savvy with writing up business plans and stuff like that. And I don't, don't necessarily have the background knowledge. So I've kind of reached out to him to like just kind of find out. Okay, if I wanted to pursue this tomorrow, what do I need to have in line? What are my what What are my steps that I need to follow in order to make this a reality?
0: And so Um, what are those? Like, do you, do you have any insight into that yet?
1: Not really. So the big thing with a restaurant is always going to be location and it's always going to be, um, like what, what it is that you're serving. Is there a demand for what you're serving? What are your competitors around you doing? So I think that right there, I've never met anybody else or seen in a restaurant, a stuffed pizza. So that right there I know is, is fairly unique. Um, I, as far as location is concerned, man, I think it'd be really fun to go back and do this in
0: San Marcos. Really? I so think, you want to stay here in Texas? I
1: think so. Um I think it'd be really cool to do it back in San Marcos. I think like Austin is just way too saturated with different restaurants and stuff like that. It'd be really cool to do it here, but also the price of owning an establishment in Austin would be outrageous. Absolutely. And makes it kind of less... Uh, Desirable. Yeah. So, but I think San Marcos might just be right in that range where it could at least be feasible.
0: So, and I remember in San Marcos, um, after everyone went to the bars, there was this little like food cart that was, um, that was outside of a coffee shop.
1: The Dirty Dogs, man. Yeah. Dirty Dogs. The place and, is like, amazing.
0: It's, it was one of those like business models that you see, you see them, then you're like, damn, that's a brilliant brilliant idea and what made it so brilliant. It was the fact that they kind of worked with the coffee shop to just use that location as they needed to, they kind of have the cart up against the door and they could open the door. And even though the shop was closed, they could use the floor space to heat up all their, their food, but it was all served out of a a cart that was, not that much bigger than this this small little table we're sitting at, right? And it was so simple. It was like three options.
1: A three. They had a, at most five ingredients.
0: Yeah, it was a hot dog, a re- like a big hot dog, and a, a really good piece of bread, and then um and then like you could get mac and cheese on top of it, or what? What else could you get? I can't you remember.
1: Get, it was all about you. Could, there was the sausage, there was pulled pork, and there was mac and cheese. Right, and though that was it. You really didn't have any other choice.
0: And it was like six or seven bucks. I don't
1: even think they offered vegan options. Now granted, at the time being, going vegan wasn't a thing, like gluten free as well. You didn't, like at that point in our lives, you didn't have to constantly offer vegan and gluten free options. So they didn't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it just catered to people who were drunk. Oh, and absolutely. It was, it was open. Who doesn't it want started that? opening at like, I think midnight is when it opened. Yeah. And they just started closed until like at three. three. And they probably made hundreds and hundreds of dollars every night.
1: Well, and then one of the, you touched on one of the things that I think has been kind of the downfall or at least a, an issue for every restaurant or that I've ever worked at is they try to do too much. They try to give you too many options. I think it's much more important to just be really, really good at, like, do that one thing better than anybody else, yeah. and you'll be successful. Not to mention the amount of waste that you have. Like, I worked at a, this, a silly little deli snack bar in the outlet malls when I was working in San Marcos. I mean, it was it was literally just making sandwiches. But they always had all these extra options. They had a salad option, and they had, um, like, chicken salad, and just... All these things that you had to. Not only did your employees have to spend time prepping, but then people didn't order enough of it, so it all went to waste. I mean, it, I used to make giant, like four gallon drums of chicken salad, Jesus. and I would throw over half of it away.
0: That just sounds disgusting, dude. Well, I like chicken salad, but yeah, it yeah, wasn't four gallons. It of was. It. it wasn't the best. I mean, yeah, just just it's more the amount, the four gallons. It yeah, just sounds disgusting.
1: it was excessive. So It's a lot of mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, no, but I totally agree. Like your favorite restaurants, at least I don't know, my favorite restaurants are ones that like, you just don't have to, a lot to choose from. It's yep. like choose one of three or four things and, okay, we can do uh, some minor substitutions, but like it's a fucking cheeseburger. What do you, what do you want? Like yeah. you don't have to have all these different cheeseburger options or like – uh, I mean, pizza's a little bit different because you can have this big list of, of, of toppings, but like, do you, do you plan on using that same kind of concept of like keeping it pretty simple and maybe switching out between a couple of specialty pies or like what, what's I, your? I'll,
1: I'll keep it pretty simple. I will have a list of specialty pies. I mean, the, the original that my dad came up with will definitely be on there. I've got a few more that I've come up with on my own. Um, that'll definitely be on there. I think it would be. Silly to have a pizza place where you couldn't customize your pizza. So I'd certainly like to give the customer that option.
0: And just tell them what they want. Like, well, tell, I mean, tell them what they can have. I'm going to judge That's them it.
1: heavily. Like, look, I know what's better. I mean, if you go okay. to like any pizza shop, like, uh, like the thing about Sixth Street, all those little pizza shops yeah. that are sprinkled throughout the bars, you don't go up there and request the pizza. You get a slice of whatever's in that window.
0: Yeah, I've never been to one.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's modeled
0: after like, yeah, New York. It's not, whatever, it's modeled after up, those
1: New York style places.
0: Yeah, you just walk up and know that, you know, you have, yeah, you're, whatever they have up, and mm-hmm. you just pull a size. So like, I think what I was originally going to with the, um, with the, the, what was the name of that mac and cheese hot dog place we were talking oh, about? Oh, Dirty Dogs. Yeah, Dirty Dogs. Oh, um, taking me back. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I I only went there a couple of times, but I just was, I, the line was so long. So I was like, I can just walk home and eat something and make my own, whatever. But,
1: um, we used to leave early just to be first in that, like that ah, saved us from drinking so much extra alcohol. Cause it was like, Hey, if we leave now, we can skip the line at dirty dogs.
0: Do you see like deep dish pizza or the stuff pizza being an option like that, that you could serve out of a cart or out of a food truck? no.
1: Um, the oven is to, is, is the big issue there. The cart, it, I don't think it would work at all. Um, you need, you needed that extra space for like rolling the dough
0: out. Um, so, but I'm, I'm thinking more of like, I'm thinking more of like, like this, the pizza shop that you go, that you went to on Sixth street that you're just talking about where, um, they're, the pizza's already made. They're just heating it up for you. You know, like they're just getting it kind of, they're just giving it a quick toast and then they serve it. Right. Is that something that like you could do where you, you had all these pizzas pre-made and then you almost like flash cook it and serve it out.
1: You could definitely do that. One of the, one of the beauties of this pizza that my dad and I always like joke about over the years is it's actually better when you reheat it.
0: Yeah. So you could totally do that. Like you could totally have like a cart and like have, you know, we have four selections to choose from tonight and then serve until you're out. And mm-hmm. like if you had, if you, even if you had six pies and I mean, I don't, I'm not going to do the math right now, but like if you had six pies and you served eight slices and mm-hmm. you charged, you know, let's just say $5 a slice, that's $40 a pie times, you know, like let's just say you had 10, that's 400 bucks. Yeah. And it cost you probably, I don't know, like what, 50, probably 50, a hundred bucks to make it all
1: uh how many pies do you have me making six ten? pies no ten. Ten pies mean, mm. once you get an, the, the I, I flour and stuff taken but... care of it's the some of the ingredients can get a little up there but if you keep them simple then it wouldn't be too bad like the one i was talking about with the goat cheese and the fig that pizza like all those ingredients with the goat cheese it gets pretty yeah pretty up true. there but you're absolutely right you would you're turning a profit the cost of ingredients plus and what you could sell the plus you're having slice fun and
0: you're serving your dad's favorite recipe
1: that's that's what would mean the most i mean to then me. you got to
0: think of all the permitting and all the shit that comes with having I a mobile food truck right?
1: i don't know how well the food truck would work um just <laughs> it just and and here's the like texas summer you're going to die in
0: that thing what no again i was thinking not like all the time, I was thinking like pinpointed, like, oh, like yeah. dirty dogs. For like man. an they, event. They, they yeah. like, they pinpoint their time frame and they're not doing it all the time. They're just like turning a profit for three hours and then like it's not their full time job. You right. know what I mean? That's right. I was thinking of it more than that. I don't, I think with a food truck, it would take way too much prep. Cause I mean, I used to work for a food truck. Um, I still kind of do, but the amount of prep that you have to do it's not even the prep really because we were just doing grilled cheese sandwiches which is no prep but the amount of ingredients that you have to have on deck to at any time supply and feed a this large group of people at once that can just walk straight up like the grilled cheese caters to that but with pizza i mean you could run out of those how many slices eight you know let's say eight slices times yeah. ten so you're like it's so that's 80 slices you could easily run out of 80 slices within an hour right no and then, problem and
1: then you're done for the night
0: and then you're done and, i mean if so with a truck you can't you can't really do that because you have no you don't really have the flexibility in being able to like make sure you always have ingredients on deck
1: that's a really mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool way to think about it like it's like a fl-
0: like a flash restaurant
1: like you just you yeah pop, exactly you set up tear down you sell to you're out um How do you think you would? Well, I mean, if you showed up, if you just had like an oven on hand that you could warm everything up in, like you could basically build a cart that would allow you to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think almost like a New
1: York style hot dog cart that just serves out slices
0: of pizza. Yeah, basically, I think that's what it would be. I mean, you'd have to really experiment with like your your different techniques for heating up pizza. You know, and and which one would work
1: best? Storing eighty slices of pizza, but. Like you said, if you had it worked out with an establishment where you could basically just work out of the front door. I mean, when we had our
0: wedding, we had those hot boxes, mm-hmm. like the portable hot boxes, not even the plugged in ones. Right. And it kept things warm for, I mean, I think it's supposed to be at least like 46 hours if you've got good ones. And you could easily fit six pizzas in one of those hot boxes. Easy. Yeah. So I think the idea would be even that you wouldn't actually make heating it up. You would literally just be serving it straight out of the hot box. Maybe,
1: maybe I'd want you know just just to make sure that I ensured the quality of it. Yeah, I get it because it, like if, if you got to think about it, like I'm making ten pizzas. Like let, let's let's just stick with that number, right? You're making ten pizzas, so I've got to make. I'm gonna be making these at home and prepping them. I'm gonna prep ten pizzas. They're gonna stay in they're gonna have to go in the fridge because at some point, because there's no way I can prep ten
0: pizzas in an afternoon and then go. Well, you'd know you'd bake them all Again, you're making all of them and then you'd reheat them right before you go out. Right. Kind of like, again, what we did with the wedding where we had cooked all this meat Yeah. and we reheated it for like four hours in the oven, just got it hot. And then we just transferred it to the hot box and took it to the event. And that's right. it. right. I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, there's gotta be different heating elements. I'm sure there's people out there who have done this. Maybe have, have you re I mean, is that something you want to do? Yeah, I would, I would do that in a
1: heartbeat. Really? Yeah. If I had, if I had the knowledge, like the, the bottom line, when we, when we go back and we replay this podcast, I think both of us are going to agree that I just haven't researched this enough and I haven't. It's always just been like, Oh, I really enjoy making this pizza. That would be something really cool that I'd like to do. It's only in the past, honestly, month that I've really been like, okay, what would it take to make this a reality? But like I said, if I, if that was an option, like if I could, if I could open up my garage tonight and serve and start slinging pizzas out of my garage and make a profit, I would do it.
0: So what What were the next steps then? Like, well, I guess if you'd have to experiment. I need to
1: research the – so the the cooking process as far as prepping, heating, and serving, how how I want to serve this
0: to people. Um, you just put it on a paper plate? Yeah,
1: paper plate. Because that was one of the things I was going to say with the dirty dogs, like – the best thing about that was they literally just handed you yeah. something wrapped in tinfoil. It's There authentic. was there was no extra waste. Like they just wrapped it up in tinfoil and handed it to you. With this, it's not like I can give someone a deep dish pan, so it's got to be by the slice,
0: right? It's it would be by the slice, but like you wanna you'd want to make sure that like you are really um, holding on to that like home cooked feel about it because that's the best part about this pizza because I've had it, we've made it tons of times, and like even when we go to like. Gino's East or Giordano's or these, these deep dish plates. Now I've never had a, a stuffed pizza out of New York to compare, but like when I've had comparable pizzas like the, the deep dish in Chicago, they just don't taste nearly as homemade and like just awesome as yours does. And right. I think it's because of the way the dough is and just how homemade it tastes. Right.
1: Well, theirs is also, theirs is, we've talked about this before. Theirs is a corn, cornmeal based right. cornmeal with the dough based. and yeah.
0: mine is flour. And that's yeah and I think yeah. I'm more my wife hates this about me that I just hate salt so okay. like I'm not a salt fan so I think that's why I really like this pizza too is because the dough is not super greasy or super salty no it's, it's a so, very yeah. like soft and crumbly and not oversaturated not over salty it just tastes like almost like a pie it's yeah it's awesome so I think you you'd have to maintain that
1: Oh yeah. It, you know, I always talk about like, I tweak different things in this recipe. The one thing that I will, I might dabble in it eventually, but I don't think I'll ever change the way the dough is made.
0: No. I'll I mean, win. it,
1: it, so I don't see
0: how I could improve upon
1: it at this point. So what,
0: what else have you changed about? Like, what are the different kinds of uh, pies that you would want to offer?
1: So the, we talked about the artichoke one, um, that I did. There's another one that I really like doing that is, uh, it's funny. People think it's like a Hawaiian or a tropical style pizza, but it's actually inspired by the pizza that I had, uh, when I was in Sweden. Because for some strange reason, Swedes put banana on their pizza. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually really good. Banana? Banana. It gives it this really nice creamy quality. <sighs> so I made one and it's, Dude, you know with-
0: how, you know how many people in America like get so, Bugged about pineapple on pizza. It's oh, a banana. Yeah. I'm on gonna pizza.
1: do banana instead, just to mess with them. Ah oh, man, just to mess that with. That sounds them. awful, dude. I I and it's one of those things. Like if I make it, I guarantee. Like only the strangest of people will order it. But it, I feel like it would become one of those things where they're just like, oh damn, this is. This is, is any, actually kind of good.
0: Is there anything else? Is it just be banana or?
1: On top, it's just banana. And okay. the inside of the pizza, it's stuffed with bell peppers. I usually get like a ham or a Canadian bacon kind of thing, uh, to stuff in there. Mozzarella cheese. Um, I've, have, I've thrown all sorts of different things. I've done it with onions. I've done it
0: just the peppers and cheese. Have people tried this that were initially like grossed out by it and yes. changed their minds? Who,
1: who tried, I think it was – I think Zach and – I made it for Zach and Emily. I made it the night we had the deep dish night and it was you and Kirsten, me and Sarah, Zach and Emily, Sal and Candace. Okay. Everyone was over. And this was one of the pies that I made. And I I mean I don't remember who exactly said what but they must have liked it because most of it was gone.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I had some or not.
1: So it it definitely looks – I've even – I've thrown pineapple on top of that one too like just for fun just to make it more – tropical oh, it depends okay. on your preference I like pineapple on pizza I don't understand what the rest of the world is so upset about
0: yeah I do too I don't mind it what, okay so what else what else you got the, you got the weird Swedish banana yeah, I've got one. the weird
1: Swedish banana one there's the original uh, I've done the rustic one uh, which is with the artichokes and the goat cheese what's it called I called it the rustic one. I did a menu. Oh, rustic, I did, okay. I, yeah, I made a menu up one time. So you I made was, a menu. Yeah. I've That's, got, that's I've like got step a number one. You're already, on the,
0: you're already on the road here. That's step one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So what else is on this menu? Uh, you
1: have it pulled up over there? I have the menu pulled up over here. So it's got both of the pizzas on it. And okay. then I like, there's like, oh, well, we, this is for like, if it was like a fancy restaurant. Oh, okay. this isn't as okay. much like the, cause this, this menu even has like desserts that I want. Hey, to you make.
0: gotta, you gotta just throw it all down there. Yeah. So what, what do you have? What, what other pizzas do you have?
1: Right now, the only, there, there's the original, uh-huh. there's that, the, the Swedish inspired one, right. and there's the artichoke one, yeah. the do artichoke
0: have, goat cheese. Do you have a name for the Swedish one?
1: Uh, on this one, I threw pineapple
0: on it and called it uh, the tropical pizza. Okay, just uh, I mean, just you don't need to, no frills about it. It's tropical. It's, it's got bananas and fucking pineapple. Exactly. Line. What else do you it's, want me to call it? Exactly. Exactly. It made sense. I like that. So, what about desserts?
1: The there's a couple desserts on here. What do we have on here? Oh, I mean, well, obviously this is when I was with Sarah. So there's something called Kladkaka, which is a more is Swedish. Another Swedish. It's thing. another Swedish thing. Okay, so will we'll, that? that will likely be removed from this menu pretty quickly? Okay. Um, what was it? It's just like, it's like a brownie cake with powdered sugar. It's yeah, Just really do an American air. one. Just do an American exactly. brownie Exactly. You're good. No, but uh, you gotta have some bourbon bread pudding.
0: Oh. Absolutely. Wow. And, um. We used to make, um, at the, at the food truck, there was a guy there who figured out that we were throwing away all of, like, the ends of the bread, oh, like the, you know, of the ends of the loaf because oh, yeah. we can't make grilled cheese with them. And he, so he saved them all and then we would make, like, a uh, we'd make a bread pudding with it. Yeah. And, that was the first time I'd ever had it. Honestly, oh, I never good. grew up with it or anything. And oh my god, it was so good. Yeah,
1: just so good. And if you make that like super buttery sauce that you just glaze yeah. it with, and then oh, you just yeah. mix some bourbon into that, that's all you ever need. Yep. Uh, what else did I put on here? Chocolate covered bacon. Okay, was something that I had on here as a dessert. All right, um, and I also I could
0: do that as an appetizer. Honestly, that's
1: true. And I've mm-hmm. also done one. It's very simple dessert. You basically just take. Um, like the, the cream from coconut milk, like it'll, it'll coagulates the wrong word, but it'll like, it'll collect at the top and you can scoop it out, put that in a bowl with some honey and some fruit. It's a really simple dessert, but it's delicious.
0: See, I like, I like ideas like that too. I I mean, I like the, the original pie that your, your dad, the recipe that your dad gave you And that that kind of dessert, like I like three or four ingredients, like just like let the ingredients stand out for themselves, and like and then that's it. Yeah, I'm just keeping it as simple as I possibly can. That's awesome. I I whenever I was in Italy, one of my um one of my favorite desserts after like uh like pasta or or pizza there was the they made a like in house limoncello. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it was so good.
1: Wait, limoncello like the liqueur? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah. The, the, I mean, why well, through this menu to get the, you know, I had this pulled up on the computer. This is like, this is a menu that I came up with like, Oh, it'd be really funny if this was like this fancy, like a, like a Giordano's or a Gino's. Okay. Um, what? this, I don't, this is not how I na- like, I mean, I, I must've done this like back in college. So I think now na- if I were to do this now, like I said, like I would want it to be much smaller. So, I wouldn't mess with appetizers or desserts at least starting out. Like I would just focus on the no pies. Appetizers. No, if you're gonna like focus on one thing, do that one thing right. Like gotcha. I, I think I would just have the pies because most appetizers, most appetizers in restaurants are frozen and reheated. Oh,
0: that's true. And yeah. I
1: don't. I wouldn't want to do that. And I wouldn't want to. I don't think I would be able to sacrifice the extra time to do all these hand
0: prepped. Appetizers right. and, and stuff like that. And I made I made a – you know, I was using that example of the uh, the bread pudding as like, oh, yeah, this is great. You know, you, you reuse the stuff you're throwing away. But, man, I hate it when, like, pizza places will just take some of the dough and make, like, breadsticks out of them or something oh. like that. Like, you're just repurposing one part of it and then – like, I just – I don't know. I think that's lazy. Yeah. Like, I just think that's stupid. So, um, I mean, I, I make an exception for the bread pudding at the food truck. But – um, for like a restaurant, I don't know. I just think – I think that's lame. So I, I'm i definitely down for that idea where you just don't even focus on the appetizers, especially if your appetizers were originally going to be taking these you know, core parts of the pizza and just repurposing them into something else. That's right. stupid. That's yeah. stupid.
1: So I, I just – I would want to – especially just starting out, just focus on the pizza. Like if we continue to use the Dirty Dogs example, I mean they eventually went on to open a bar in San Marcos –
0: that's right they opened their own they
1: opened their own place i I believe they called it sinners and saints and they served dirty dogs out of it and if i'm being honest like when we went we went there and got dirty dogs there the last time we were back in san Marcos, and it something about the quality like it just wasn't the same
0: yeah i lost the magic of of it being a little cart outside right like if you travel internationally or whatever i mean i haven't really traveled that much but like the the places that you remember the places that you bring back and you tell your friends and family about are not the big restaurants you went to they're like the little things like like anthony bernan's good at that like he like yeah. finds the little street carts or like the little oh man like yeah. have you ever had like a lotus on the side of a, like a, a mexican you know or road in mexico oh yeah um like that kind of thing like it's just really small um things that are just kind of magic and if you just go into a restaurant or if you take that magic principle and try to expand it into a restaurant, it, it loses it. It, doesn't it loses matter. all of it. Yeah, That's why, I, like, I was, when you were talking originally with me about this idea of opening up uh, a pizza place, I was like, dude, a cart would be awesome. Because, like, how magical is that to get, like, this stuffed pizza out of a cart, you know, outside of a bar or something? Yeah. Like, that would be, I don't just, know. I think, I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Like, everyone here in Austin loves the 313. Which is you know the Detroit pizza yeah food truck and
1: it's and it's good it's really good I've never had it but it seems My, mine's better but it's good <laughs> mine's a hell of a lot better but it's damn good like I'm not gonna take anything away from somebody else's recipe so
0: you you wrote up this menu yeah talk about like what the original idea behind this this menu was if you remember like what the purpose of it was because I thought that was a really um, I thought it was really really cool, and that's yeah. initially what like I wanted to talk to you about with pizza because I think this is like this is the first step to taking an idea and like really like making it happen, making it real in front of you, and like you can taste your idea, and you can allow others to taste your idea, and even if it never takes off, it's still just. Fun as shit, so. right?
1: It's fun. You, I was. What's up? What, why I, did we do this? Menu? So the reason that we wrote this menu was because um, we had watched a documentary about these two guys living, I believe it, it, must have been Brooklyn, New York, and they had converted their apartment into a restaurant. It, into a restaurant, they did live music. They did all the cooking, and they would host small events in the garage. That was attached to this apartment and they, so he would cook everything, have people over and they would, they would serve their friends or whoever wanted to be a part of it. And then they would like play a little show for them. And I really wanted to recreate something like that with the pizza. I That's wanted right. to they, cook it and serve it to my like friends and anybody else who wanted to
0: come try it. Cause they initially were, they were like in a band or something, right?
1: Yeah. One of, well, I believe one of them was a musician and one of them was a chef. And I think they both dabbled in what the other was passionate about. So they kind of came together. I mean, they remodeled their entire place to the point where, like, they built... They turned, like, one room into a bedroom and, like, bunked their beds on top of each other to, like, cut down on space so that they could expand. They could, like, tear the wall down and expand the kitchen so he could have, like, a restaurant-quality kitchen in this
0: tiny Brooklyn apartment. And so these events, they would have... It's essentially a dinner party, but I guess with this this menu that you created, like you, this is a way for you to test out. You know, you you wanted to serve it as if it was a restaurant, right? You like, did, would people look at this menu? Would this menu be printed out, and they would say, "I would like this appetizer," "I want want I want this pie." And
1: absolutely, um, yeah. When this menu came about, it, that was the original idea behind it. Um, I think that a better way to do it would be. If you'd, if, if we did this today, rather than we would have to have everything on hand, which, which we could easily do, but I think it would, we, we should recapture that idea of you go up to the window and here's what we have. So like Cause you're
0: actually trying to do like the, yeah, you're trying to keep it small. I'm trying like, to keep this is a revise. it revised. Gotcha. Okay. So,
1: so I think, so this, so this would need to be revised a little bit. And like, dude, if, if like friends and stuff come over, it'd be so much fun to like prep a bunch of desserts and do appetizers for that. But like, I still think the pizzas in itself should almost be like, if we, if we set it up, like, I'm going to bring out three different pies and set them down and say, and it just be have at it kind of thing.
0: Oh, so you want, you do want to do the have at it.
1: Well, it, that, that With I think kind pies. of, em- that I think kind of embodies the, you walk up to the window and this is what I have. You can have a slice oh, of any okay, of these, okay. right? I,
0: I guess I, I actually imagined like them walking up to a window. Like if you made some kind of like window format in your house. And I mean like, – You know what? Walk up. Tell me what you want and I'll get it I mean, to you. I mean we
1: do have that bar top. So like I could just be in the kitchen and you could walk up and get a slice Fresh from the bar top. Well, because like
0: you know, there's a couple different like experiments that you're you're doing here. the The main one is, does it taste good? Right, right. So you have the options, and they choose one, and they will tell you if it tastes good or not. But the other experiment that you really do want to try is like kind of the reheating concept, where Mm -hmm. it's like you have the pies already made, but you didn't just pull them fresh out of the oven. Like you've got them. Maybe someone is at a bar and then 45 minutes later comes by and wants pizza. Right. You have to be able to get them a fresh tasting slice of stuffed pizza, even if you made it two hours ago. Right. And like giving and and then timing that and saying like, how long does it take me to get that slice ready? And then you could also test um, if you did have like a party, like you could test it in terms of like, well, let's just have like one or two people walk up at once. Then let's have like let's a, have, 10 let's people have all, walk up everyone just and seeing in. like how that that works, and let's
1: just go for broke. Let's get everyone hammered first, and then <laughs> have them walk up give and you, start give a little bit of, uh, yeah, because that's going to be much more. Well, no, that's going to be more realistic. Oh, as part of the experiment, as part of the okay. experiment, yeah. it's like all right. If you guys are all sober and patient, I have no problem. I have no problem serving you guys. But if you guys all come up drunk, demanding food at two o'clock in the morning, I better be on my A game.
0: That's a good point.
1: So we'll add that. To now, in the experiment true experiment, we well. want to
0: like you know you want to isolate all that, but I think it'd just be fun to just do it all at once. Well, yeah. and see uh, and just see what works and what doesn't work.
1: So I mean, yeah, it. Um, I I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to go back to your. I'd like to get your input since you kind of brought this up and I hadn't seen it this way. I'd like to talk about the food cart more. Okay. Just how you how you see that working? Because in my mind. I, I almost needed that, those walls around me and the oven, like it didn't have to be a big place, right? but it
0: had to be. But you're heating it up using like a, like an element. Right. Um, well, you'd have to look into, um, I think a place to start would be looking into the, the Travis County permitting requirements and the, um, and maybe even just some surrounding counties, like the rural ones, just to like, just for shits and see, you know, just to see what's required. Usually it has to be covered. Like they give you all these different parameters that um, that explains like what what you can serve out of, how it's served. Um, I remember one of them is that you can't make the food at home. Like you have to have a kitchen that is um, that is a commercial kitchen mm-hmm. that can be permitted and, and, you know, they can have inspectors you know, inspections with it and stuff like that. Like you can't just cook it out of your home where there's no possible way for them to inspect it and make sure you're, you're doing everything right. So it would still require like a commercial cooking space. Now I do know that like a lot of food trucks or a lot of carts like this, they all partner up and they share a kitchen, right? you know, and then they all take turns using this like one shared kitchen. You you can rent out. Yeah, exactly. Kitchen space. So I think you can get away with that. Um, in terms of the actual, um, cart itself, dude, the sky's the limit, man. Like there's so much fun stuff out there. I remember there was a, um, and this isn't pizza or anything related. This is so much easier. But so when I was in Indianapolis, there was this donut shop and they would make these really gourmet donuts and they were kind of in this part of town that now is a really big part of town, really trendy, really hip. Um, but beforehand, it wasn't very trendy. It was a small little area and the donut shop was called Rocket 88, I think is what it was called. So the name was cool. Um, but they weren't really, um, cooler than Strandano's. Are you sure? Uh, Rocket 88. Yeah. I don't even know what it means, but it just sounds cool. That I don't even think they had the word donut in it. Maybe I don't remember. But anyway, so when they were initially trying to like get their product out there, they used a, they just got a cart and they hooked it up to a bike. And they painted the cart bright hot pink. Okay. And the bike—I think the bike was too. Man, it was not hot pink. It was like kind of that muted donut, like voodoo donuts almost, if I remember right. Like that okay. Kind of muted pink, but it was still really bright. And in Indianapolis, it's a very bike-friendly city. There's no traffic downtown. Um, that's—I mean—that's where everyone is. But somehow, some way, there's not a ton of traffic, and so it's very easy to bike around downtown where people are walking. Oh. And you just like, they would just stop as they're biking around. If if someone's like, Hey, like almost like it's a taxi or something, but like, you know, Hey, I I want one. And they would pull over and you can like, you could get a donut, get a donut donut and just pull it out of the cart and they give it to you. And, um, and then other times they would actually like, you know, post up out of, at a street corner and, and sell it. You know, it's right there. And then when they ran out, they'd bike back to the shop, get some more and keep doing it. Huh. Okay. And, uh, so the point being is like for that one, they had it attached to a bike and it was pretty mobile. And I've seen, I had a buddy, I don't, he's a friend of a friend who was doing like a, a biking taco stand here somewhere in Austin. Really? Yeah. I think he had like this kind of, well, I mean, I think it was like he would bike to the, the location and then set up. I don't think it was as mobile as the donut Uh, shop. But I mean, dude, there's got to be like DIY articles all over the Internet of how to set up like hot boxes inside of a cart. Yeah, if they can if they can do this with fucking ice cream, which is pretty much I feel like that'd be a ice lot cream more the, difficult. Right,
1: ice cream in the middle of Texas, yeah. then
0: you can do it the exact opposite. As long as you have an insulating element, the same insulator that's going to keep something cold should keep something hot. Mm-hmm. So I think you could if you did like some kind of mobile cart, um, and then maybe like maybe maybe the top doesn't open, but maybe the side like flips open, and then you can serve out you know, from the side. And okay. then you can use the top as like a tray and they can put their, their, if you let them, you know, their Parmesan cheese and their, their pepper sprinkles or whatever, or their bananas, whatever you want. You know whatever, what I, mean?
1: man, but I I'm going to buy into this mentality. I was I know it's better. So no.
0: I mean, just start with like two or three options. Just see if even people want it. Right. You know? Um, but I feel like, I mean, maybe there's like, maybe there's somewhere right in between the donut and the pizza. Maybe there's like a pie cart, you know?
1: Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, like, you can model it after that. It's just instead of it being like a fruit filled pie, you're, you're it's just a pizza. stuffed with everything else. It's not yeah. that much different. So, you, could, I think you could totally, um, I think you could totally do something like that. I think that'd be the easiest. I mean, shit, do you got a motorcycle? Can you just not hook it onto um, the back of your I motorcycle?
1: Would, that's actually just what I was thinking. It's like, I could build a sidecar oh, for the bike. A pizza that sidecar. Exactly. Like, oh, spray shit, paint it and everything
0: and have a pizza sidecar. Damn. That's it. Like just you riding around on a motorcycle with like a big flag that's just pizza. Yep. And then you have this little sidecar. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would just like totally, totally buy a piece slice out of that. Yeah. You should do that. You, you weld we
1: the. We could, call it, we could call it like sidecar pie company or something like there that. There you go. Sidecar pizza pie company. I don't know. You could totally do it.
0: Yeah. And you, I mean, you welded on that, that back piece too. Oh yeah. So I you could, could make this. We car. could make a sidecar, no problem. So you'd really just have to look at like the permitting laws and see like what would, what that would require. And I mean, even, but also I mean, probably have to get a motorcycle that doesn't break down as often. I mean, if you break down, then I mean, that's, that's I'm just where
1: pizza. I'm selling. Sometimes it's a gas <laughs> station. There Sometimes you go. it's off of I
0: 35. Why not? Here. I don't be on I 35. 183. You know, but I mean, I think. I think it's doable. Okay, like, it just—I—I I don't know what all the requirements are. Now, I mean, you are on a bike, so or you're on a motorcycle, so you're already got this. You know, oh, good. Rebel. We're we're running with this idea. I love it. You, you, yeah. So you've, you go here feel feel this one out too. So you're already on a motorcycle. People associate that rebel mentality with a motorcycle. So just fuck the permits, man. Don't yeah. even get one. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Do it Like and when the, and when they show up, just fly off as fast as exactly underground sidecar pizza it's like the permitting is just to make money off of you right you're gonna do it healthy you're gonna do it right so i mean yeah it's illegal i'm not promoting illegal activity but i'm just saying there might be a way to test this out without buying you know the the couple grand permit or whatever it is
1: okay all right i think you should run with it it's i i i certainly do intend to run with it um this is this is the most i've gotten to sit with someone and talk about that but I have so, every intention of so running you start with, with it. the
0: dinner party idea where yeah. you actually like test out those slices. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, like we could probably get our hands on like a hot box to like test the, the quality of the pizza out of a hot box. So yeah. you, you test that quality. You got to test the reheating quality of this pizza, and um, and see if you can just sell it out of that, and then. I mean, I think this is an idea though that like is different than Dirty Dogs, where like you ultimately do want to move to an establishment. Yes, like Dirty Dogs, know. you don't take street food and move it into an establishment, but for this, this We're is you're taking, taking establishment st- food and putting it Amen. on the street. I agree. So I think you could. I think you should move towards that. Um, I think you can do it. Oh, I'm. I'm- very confident that i can do it it's take it to like world like dive bars like outside of austin well
1: yeah and i was even hoping like i you know you always see the food trucks and stuff parked outside like the breweries and stuff like that i was going to contact a brewery and just be like hey i don't know if you have a permanent resident you know like can i set up a little cart and sell like
0: now, if you are going to do the brewery thing, though, I think the whole idea about how much you can have on you and how many people you can ultimately serve has to be reconsidered because, like, you know, with the food cart thing, it's kind of like, again, you had like what, 10 pies, eight slices, 80 pieces, 80 people. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe double that on some people if two people are going to share a slice. But, like, with the brewery, yeah, I mean, I, it just depends on the size of the brewery and we, can you. Like, can you handle serving that, that many units, which I think you can, I can't imagine us. I don't think we sold 80 grilled cheeses at any of these breweries, but I think, I think it's manageable. But you, I mean, you just have to think about it that right. way too.
1: And then, well, and that was part of the thinking with, you know, having the established places like you get out of that. Okay. If I need to make more, I just, I make more dough. Like I go right, and I get more is, topics like, all, exactly. It's yeah. like, we just make it. We go till we sell out.
0: I mean, so with a the, with the food truck, interestingly, maybe you can steal this idea. So with a food truck, we were able to, the way that we were able to get things out really quickly was by using the propane torches. Okay. So we would open, like we'd have the bread, right? And you'd put the cheese on the bread. But the thing is, if you've ever made a grilled cheese, you know that like it takes some time yeah. for the heat to get through the bread, but also to melt the cheese. And
1: you certainly don't want to burn the bread in the process. Exactly. Exactly. So like,
0: yeah, you want it really even. And, um, we can't do that really fast. So the way that our owner figured out to make it way faster and guarantee, that the cheese was completely melted was by using propane torches. Okay. Like handheld torches. Like, made, I mean, the, the, not even the kitchen level ones, like he went to just fucking home Depot and got like real propane torches. And, um, and we, you know, we'd melt the cheese with the propane open with the sandwich open faced. And then, and then, then we'd, like- then we'd use the, the panini presses to actually toast the bread. And it was good. So maybe with the, um, with the pizzas, cause my other, my other concern with this was all dressing, is that like, well, what if you run out of, what if no one wants your, okay, no, let's, let's be a little more optimistic. What if everyone wants your banana pizza and, <laughs> right. and you run out super fast. And so now all you have left is like the the, the original, the original, and no one wants the original. We live in Austin. We want weird stuff. Right. So how would you be able to tackle that? And there's one way where you can just have, put your foot down and be like, dude, this is what I've got. This is all we've got. And that's like the standard. I'm sure that's like the New York mentality of just like, no, this is what I've got. Do you want it or not? But I'm but, not in New York. Yeah. So like would you maybe make it to where like you had your base pizza that came out of the cart, but somehow you were able to add whatever toppings on the top of the pizza? Um even though with a, I guess with the stuffed pizza, there's no top. There's not supposed to be a lot of toppings. It's supposed to be about what's inside. But I don't know. Maybe you could I mean, do not, something most like that. The, most of have... the
1: ones I come up with on my own, I like to throw something extra on the top. Yeah. So I mean, what I, think it, I think it adds to it. Like it makes it look. Otherwise, for, for if nothing else, otherwise all the pizzas look the same. If you right yeah, that's adding the magic something. Of it. Well, th- there's a fair point, but like I think there's something nice about looking and seeing the toppings on top. Remember the one time we tried to make it with the the poached eggs. We did the eggs in purgatory experiment, and we poached eggs in the sauce and then put that on top of the pizza. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was like a breakfast style one that we tried That's to do right. one time. We
0: had, yeah, we had, but there was no
1: potato in it, right? It was just bacon inside of it? We did bacon, and I'm sure there was a bunch of veggies and stuff like that, but then the top was uh, was the tomato sauce, and in the sauce, before we put it on the pizza, we poached eggs in it and then put That's that on right. top of the pizza. Oh,
0: that one was yeah that was pretty good yeah the, the eggs in purgatory where they boil in the sauce that's right i forgot about that one you which, is the, that one which is the best
1: yeah oh yeah i i, I had forgotten about it. I, was, I was talking to someone about it the other night and they're like what's the craziest one you've ever made that's the
0: craziest one i've ever made yeah, yeah if you, and so if the good. yolks are running oh they have yeah. they oh, have
1: man. to be runny that's the best part
0: yeah, I forgot about that one. That one would have to be on the in the, in the establishment. I don't think you could do a food cart one. I don't
1: think you could either. Unless
0: like again, so with the with the grilled cheese. I
1: think that one would have to be like a, you know how menus always have secret options. Yeah. Oh. I think that would be a great secret option.
0: <laughs> we would just fry the egg on the panini press. Oh, okay. So, I mean, well, I mean, we, well, we actually only did the the fried egg one. Um, now it wasn't poached, Again, it was fried. Well, we just did the fried egg on the, uh, in the, like the main, not the, not the mobile units, but like the, the, the storage containers that we had that we, right. so we had, it was more of like a kitchen. um. So we had a lot more room to, to do everything. So that's the only location that we would do the fried eggs. But in, in the mobile, we, we could have certainly done eggs in the mobile ones because we used the panini presses as basically like a skillet, an electric yeah. skillet. So we cooked like ham on it and bacon we would sometimes we would um when we served mac and cheese like we had the mac and cheese in like a tin foil you know like um container that was like under the the burners and yeah. so like we, we you know we had that set up like you'd have like a catering gig but to give it a little bit more flair we would sometimes we would like brown the grilled cheese on oh, the panini press yeah, yeah. like a crispy exterior so um so the point is that there's there's ways that like I don't think you could do a poached egg but you could totally do like a, a, fried, a fried egg, egg fried egg on top of would, which it which would be stuff. damn good and certainly yeah. Yeah. and you we and again we could control the yolk if we wanted to like if we wanted it runny or not. Now yeah. usually we would just fry it all the way through but you could totally do a runny yolk. Oh I, I want I want a runny yolk. Oh yeah. If, if I if I'm be, the if I'm, I'm the
1: customer the,
0: that that would have to be like a a low unit event like you you wouldn't want a wow. lot of people there. Because yeah. that, that would take some time. Sure. But, I mean, you could be like, I mean, that's like hibachi style, right in front of your face. I'm going to fry this up and put it on. I mean, you could do it. it just yeah. be.
1: I love, and I do love that about, I, I keep going back to the establishment. Obviously, that's that's a lofty goal. That's an ultimate goal. But, like, I love going into a pizza place and being to, able to look back. Yeah. And see, every, like, working with the dough
0: and the oh, ovens yeah. and stuff like Watching that. Watching it all come together is the best part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why, man. That's why Waffle House is the best restaurant in the world. Amen. You can watch it happen right there in your in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can sit at the bar. They say, and say have it's so dirty. People say it's like the dirtiest restaurant, but like watch them. It's greasy, yeah, because it's a diner. But man, I guarantee that any other breakfast place you go to in America is dirtier than oh, or, and, or just and, as and if come on, not all healthier. that all
1: that grease is flavor. Like, that's let's true. not kid ourselves. Plus,
0: they have to stay open. 24 7 right so they're always constantly like yeah. cleaning like you can't afford to like decide oh i'm not gonna i'm not you know i'm about to leave work i don't want to clean today i'll just make the morning shift do it like, right. you can't do that nope i would imagine so um anyways that's a little off topic but the food being prepped right in front of you and the fact that it's just simple ingredients like you could totally bring that to a, a cart i think if you did it right and there's got to be ways I, I mean if you really had to bring like electricity under the cart, I'm sure there's ways. If you oh, need sure. her to do like a burner or something like that, I'm sure. I mean, or like a portable um, butane stove yeah, or something like that. There's definitely work. ways. I mean, you've camped. You know how to cook when camp. It's, it's not that much different than like a mobile camping cooking unit. Right.
1: And like you said, it, it, the idea here with the cart would be more reheating. Yeah, exactly. Than
0: actually making a full deep dish pizza. Right. I think you can do it. I think you should run with it. Now, again, what you call you call it sidecar. That's what I was going to ask. It's sidecar. Right
1: now, sidecar stuffed pizza company. That's kind of their running, the running name. Is name. That's in what in I can you right on. Now. As, as of right now, I tell you what, like I said, when, when we started this, it was like, man, you know, the, the pizza itself, that's what I know. The research has to make it an establishment. That still needs to happen. So maybe we need to do another episode and, like I, can, up and I can, and I can, yeah, follow up with me in about a month. Okay. And we'll see where I'm at so far.
0: Maybe the it name might of, el- it might be like 6 months.
1: 6 months is fine.
0: So, it That might gives be, me even, be some time.
1: That, that gives me even more time. We'll see how and, many times the name has changed in
0: my mind since then. And you'll have some logos drawn up, I'm sure by then. Oh, I won't be able to resist. Yeah, cuz I the logo for this podcast, you drew it. I just took your drawing and kind of Yeah, kinda I don't, I don't it know
1: up. if I'll use robots for this one. I'll do something weird with a yeah. motorcycle and
0: Oh yeah. You've got, you've got lots to work with. Yeah. Cool. It'll come out. Well, I'm super excited to see where, where it goes. Um, the pizza, I mean, I have only, I've, I've held on to that recipe forever and I've given it out very cautiously. Yeah. It's a protected recipe. It's very simple. It's very good. Um, you know, it's funny is that I I've made it so many times and it, the crust is a little bit different. The dough is a little bit different every time, but the, um, the last time we made it, Um, oh man, it was a carb it was it was just like a carb overload. It was way too much and we'll never do it again. But that night it was my wife Kirsten and I, we were trying to decide what we wanted for dinner. She wanted stuffed pizza, and I really wanted green chili mac and cheese. So we were like, you know what? Why don't we make a stuffed pizza that the the inside is green chili mac and cheese? But it actually wasn't stuffed because instead of doing the extra dough layer. We did bacon latisse across the Oh top. beautiful. Yeah, so it was like bacon all the way that formed the top crust and I, then mac and cheese in the middle inside.
1: I see no reason why I shouldn't put that on the menu.
0: Way too much carbs. But people pasta are, inside a dough.
1: People are just Holy people are gonna look shit. at that and just be like, I can't. Dude, I can't it, was resist.
0: Intense. it was beautiful. But the point I was gonna make about that is that was the first time. So I was at work late that day and I told Kirsten, like, hey, she was early. I think she was off that afternoon or something, and I was like, Hey, I know this is the first time you've ever made this recipe, but can you please prep the dough for us? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm gonna, I'll give it a shot. It ended up being the best dough that I've had out of any pizzas I've made. Because she
1: let it rise <clears throat> for a lot longer.
0: Yeah. Right? She let Are it you... rise for like four hours. She was okay. like, Oh, I'll make it right. I like yeah, two. And then whenever, you know, we can roll it out whenever you get home. And I ended up getting home around six or seven. Right. And It was incredible. It was incredible. So it's a, it's a very easy to follow recipe. Um, but yeah, I have not given it out. Yeah. The, to the many doughs, people. the is
1: the dough, honestly, it's the best part, but it's also the easiest part. Ah, it's incredible. I hate to, I hate admitting that to people. They're always like, this is amazing. How do you do it? I'm like, oh, it's not that hard, but.
0: Well, we should, we should definitely have some, uh, some dinner parties here soon where we can test out the Absolutely. three different kinds, maybe test out some different reheating strategies and come up with a, a solid plan for one night and get everyone really drunk and uh eat a lot of the deep dish which is pretty much what we did a couple nights ago and it was incredible the fig and the goat cheese it's a nice
1: combination right a little bit of sweet a little bit of savory so good
0: it's wonderful so yeah you have a lot of ideas man i'm I'm super excited to see where this goes um thanks for doing the first episode here yeah man i hope i have of of this show and see if it actually goes up anywhere i'm excited uh, to have more for you for the follow-up yeah oh yeah well i'm we'll do the follow-up in a couple months and uh and see what that uh that sidecar is looking like sounds good man awesome thanks so much cheers yes we did it in the books episode one thank you so much um, if you are still listening to this man i'm i appreciate it if you are interested in keeping up with where greg is going with that um, well, he doesn't have a website or anything up right now, but you can follow us on Twitter, uh, SFT following or on Instagram support for the following. And, uh, we will, uh, keep everyone updated on, on what he's doing with that. Also hit subscribe to, on whatever platform you, uh, you get your podcast at. I think we're on Spotify and iTunes right now, the Google play store, wherever you're listening to us. Just hit subscribe there so that you will automatically get the next one, which should be in a couple weeks. We are um, interviewing people right now, just cleaning up the audio and the episodes, and we will get those up ASAP. But the easiest way that you can stay up to date on all of that is just to hit subscribe and to follow us on all those accounts. Contact me if you want to be on it. Tell all of your friends that you're going to be on it, and uh, we'll be super excited to uh, to get you on this show. Thank you again for listening